the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker. We're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. Welcome to the show. It's been a very, very busy day for me. Uh, one of the stories I've been working on, we're going to push out early. Uh, the first part, and the second part's going to come out later. The second part's the exciting part, but the first part, we're laying some of the foundations down. A little bit of... Other people, uh, some other people, I think, are getting word that there is a story brewing, so we're going to push it out early. That should be out uh, probably during during the show. If you haven't seen the other the other thing, we'll talk about that during the show as well. But we are sponsored by Test. Test is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market with three second processing times, NFTs, and all that good good stuff. Check out Tusk.network. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. Yeah, check that out. A tusk, eighty percent lower, and we're gonna be talking about a little bit about that a little bit later on when my story breaks. (laughs) So just wait. We are also sponsored by Black Swan Tactical, where you can get really, really cool T-shirts, patches, and everything else. And you can, and it also goes back to supporting the show directly since I own it. Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. All right, we're going to bring in Rich here. Hi, Rich. Hi, John. You almost missed the show today. I'm very No, no, I was sitting right here. I I was ready for it. So, John, is the breaking news the thing I know about? Uh, Yeah, part of it, yep. Um, I'm supposed to get, like, an embargoed first word so I can record a video, have it ready to go? Well, I, I, I haven't even finished my video yet. So it's it's uh, it's going to break. So we got to get it out there. <laughs> okay, cool. Before cool. so we're in a rush. So it wasn't supposed to go out. Uh, this all happened within the last uh, like hour. Well, I, I guess. So. Well, I don't see John approves what I can say. Yeah, I so mean, I knew I, the story, but I don't know if I could say a lot of the story. Well, we're on it. We're going to be on it too. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, we are joined by Owen York here. But getting back to Rich for one second. Um, hey, Owen. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's like we, it's going to break. So we either break it or we're, we lost. Somebody gotcha. So we are going to break the first part. It's, it's not 100% down, done. Um, but we are going with what we have right now. But there will be other cool. one other a second portion of the story coming out at a later date. They don't have that mm-hmm. part, so but we're mm-hmm. but we're gonna get in front of this right now. So cool. go ahead and record a video um, if you want. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll send you some documents. Um, but yeah, okay. With that out of the way, let's talk to Owen. Owen York. Okay. Owen was like one of my first guests on my old podcast, the Fireside Chats, which has morphed into John Crump Live and have grown exponentially so much so I need a producer and and everything else. It's it's kind of crazy how how much we have grown. But I just want to tell the story how I found Owen's uh, artwork. I noticed that in his artwork because he's an artist, and I'm a fan of his art. But I've noticed that 
all the firearms and his artwork were like accurate. I mean, like the markings on it was accurate, and the people were obeying like a gun law, good gun safety and stuff. So I hit him up. I was like, "Hey, are you a gun guy?" He was like, "Yes." Um. So yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I got an interview on Amolin with him a while ago, so you can check that out. Still doing the art stuff, Owen? I am. It has evolved too since the last time we spoke. Oh, that's interesting. And you also have a a gun related business too that I didn't even know about when I, when I was following you as an artist at the beginning. <laughs> Well, that's, that's sort of my two lives, right? So I've had my one life in the arts, right? And then my other life has been sort of like in marketing, sales, business development, things like that. And so my, my other company is called the Gun Industry Marketplace. And basically, it's a marketing and advertising company in the firearms industry. Yeah, which is kind of crazy that I didn't notice that, you know, oh, <laughs> I come from the gun side, and I and I and I found out about you on the art side. Well, you know, it's funny. That's where I kept those two industries sort of separate because, I mean, if you know the arts or if you know the firearms industry, I would say I'm pretty safe to say that the firearms industry is usually pretty conservative, uh, and a lot of the arts community is can be very liberal, and so those kind of were separate lives almost up until. I don't know. In fact, maybe just uh, a year or two before we bumped into each other the first time, um, it became unavoidable because I started to get sort of known in the firearms industry with what we do. And then, and in fact, I think it was on another uh, radio show. One of the interviewers just said, hey, is are you this artist guy, too? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and that that's what that's what happened there. So the two, my sort of two careers, my firearms career, and my art career sort of like merged oh you, you like even on your own york own york official site you have the firearms link now yeah well when you and i spoke uh in fact i think when we did the when we chatted last time it was the shutdown the whole world was closed remember yeah it was i think we did sort of like a guerrilla style sort of interview because nobody was traveling the whole world was closed earth was closed for business so uh since then um i had the bright idea actually after the shutdowns um you know here i am i'm working in the firearms industry talking to like manufacturers and service providers and all these different companies so i have all this and then i'm over here in the art side and i'm going like what would happen if i started to make firearms as actual artwork and so that's what i started to do so it was around the time that you and I spoke that I actually had that idea. And now over the last two years, I've been producing the first actual Owen York Studios firearm. Um, and we literally, not three weeks ago, delivered the first uh, finished one to a first customer. So it's taken a while to get it off its feet, but we're in business. That That is awesome. Um, it's... It's really cool um, that you're that you're doing stuff like that. Uh, looking at, I'm like looking at some of your galleries, so some of your Owen York fire. Like, check this out. I'm gonna I'm going to put up a picture here. Um, we're gonna go over some pictures because I think they're just incredible. Yes. Yeah, there's only one so far, as you see. Yeah, there's two more in the works, but the one that's done is is that one. Yeah, check that out. That is nice, magnificent. If I can blow it up here a little bit, can't say that on YouTube. You know, have to enhance. Ah, something. Yeah, I always hate that on on TV shows. For some reason, I can't enhance. Enhance. (laughs) Isn't that from Blade Runner? Uh, It's from like every science fiction show there ever is. (laughs) Check that out. That is beautiful, though. Thanks. Yeah, it's um. You know, we were trying to make um, a new old pistol. We are trying to make a new used firearm. So, like, imagine, like, kind of the concept is in this one particularly. Imagine that you were, like, in the desert and you go into some old shack and you see this old 
ammo can and you go inside it and there's this and it's some old desert dwellers sidearm that you just found and so funny enough that was one of the bigger challenges with this project was trying to make it a, a brand new like high-end firearm yeah and it was it was tough actually and then some of the some of the pictures it'll capture it but like um you know the finish on this one is uh h&m black nitride and um you know it's funny like that that's a good finish <laughs> you know uh running it through tumblers wasn't enough um like we had to you know you got to physically sort of like beat them up very carefully because these things are sort of like art pieces at the same time being very real firearms you know yeah that is just just so what's the text on the slide so i mean let me go sorry i gotta close one thing i hope you guys didn't just hear email noises let me just close that's all right okay good yeah I, i thought i shut everything off but I'll read you um, the exact translation. Um, it's actually ancient biblical Greek. It's actually on the website. Um, and I just I had it verified from a buddy of mine who does translations, actually. Uh, but it's on the website. And, and the exact translation is, uh, where is it here? It says, uh, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's mm-hmm. what the translation is. So it's from John 1 5 in, in Greek biblical, is what gotcha. that is you're seeing. All right. I'm going to put so, that back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put uh, the text up so people can see the text here. Now, my next question is you went with a meprolite site on the back. Mm hmm. In. So, all right, I, I'm going to confess something. I can't use a Meprolite site. Why? Because I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I can either see the site or the target, not both. Well, I'll give you kind of our thoughts. So, originally... We I just, like it. I like um, the mix. Yes. Well, the idea was sort of, if you look at it, like the idea was sort of like kind of the classic... Uh, I don't know what you, maybe this is like kind of like the old cult officer models look or something like that, but kind of like a classic older 1911 look with a little futuristic touch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was kind of the idea. The other option we were looking at was because we wanted a flush uh, slide. We wanted the upper to be completely flush. So the other, no, um, we were also looking at like the gutter snipe sites, um, just kind of milled right down the top of the slide. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, people don't totally like those either. But yeah, no, I, I like the, the concept. It's kind of, I don't want to say Blade Runner, but Blade Runner-ish. Yeah. I, it, it's kind of, I like that comparison. I mean, that's kind of sort of the era that I was shooting for when I was creating this um, idea. And then, um, but yeah, so like... I don't know at the, you know, it's an officer's model. So I, you're not going to be going and, you know, doing 50, you know, 50 yard competition with this thing, you know, gutter snipe, the Mepro light sites. I mean, it's your, you know, close quarters sidearm. So mm-hmm. either way we're, you know, it might not be the, you know, the eye doctor's handgun of choice. Uh, can, <laughs> can I uh, just point out something? Right. I like sure. the wear on the front oh yeah it's cool yeah i like it too i it, it was hard man it was way harder than i we thought it was going to be um the collective we who are part of the project there's quite a few names but uh particularly the main manufacturer on this one is a company called orion defense and uh so he and i yeah that was a little more challenging to do than we thought oh what what type of gun is it based on this is an it's a 1911 it's an officer's model and it's a, but is it your brand or did you do it with somebody else or? Yeah, it's in conjunction. So like the idea for, you know, Owen York Studios kind of firearms is, you know, I come up with the, I'm the idea man, I'm the artist and I come up with it. And, you know, with my uh, connections and friends in the firearms industry um, to come out with a cool special edition, but it's got to be something more. It can't be like, hey, 
here's my cool little uh, polymer nine millimeter that I coated. You know what I mean? So I have to do something extra special. I have to do something very unique. Um, and then once I have that idea, the, um, I wanted to partner with a main manufacturer. Um, and it could be, you know, whatever company I guess I'm working with in those. And in this case, it was a, a connection of mine, a company called Orion Defense. And um, called them about the idea, again, about the time that we did our podcast. And I said, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? And he's like, I'm in. And so that's when we started. Now, along the way, that's where we started partnering up with other companies we know. Like, for example, at the moment, we have uh, like MeproLite is involved. Um, Otis Technology, um, you know, Otis Tech with their, you know, they're known for all their cleaning stuff. They're in our kit, in the package. Uh, H&M does all the finishing for a lot of the top names out there. They're great guys. Nolan Arms uh, is quite known for their action kits. So, uh, but even the magazines is uh, Trip Research. And, the, it's you know, so it's a nice kind of who's who in the manufacturing world of the firearms industry, just as this one project. And in future projects, it's going to be very similar. So we get like a body of cool companies that come out with this really cool, high-end, unique art piece. And we do a limited number and uh, move on to the next project. So that's kind of the idea. Yeah, look at that. What's the limited number? On this one, we're going to do 500. Uh, look, we sent out look at that one grip. three weeks ago. Is that a snake skin? What is the grip made of? It is. It's a Western Diamondback rattlesnake, and those are authentic. And it was another challenge to find somebody that could do, uh, you know, it's going to be 500 sets. So they're going to be all um, different. So each one's going to be a little bit different. That's right. That's right. Um, they're all going to have the diamond. We have to have the diamond kind of pattern in there. And in Western Diamondback, not all of the skin of that snake has that. So we have to take the ah. choice cuts. So, uh, sadly, a lot of snakes might meet their maker for this pistol. Boo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. So, but that okay. was another challenge. Like, I found companies who could do the grips. Uh, they just couldn't do them in the potential volume that we needed to do. No, Dark says uh, one of his buddies uh, basically goes out every night and kills snakes at his house. So, he, he said he can hook you up. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah i mean uh, this gun is just fan freaking fantastic there's p, oh, p80 i Ralph, just opened the most, up the comments yeah so i can see these guys too the most knowledgeable <laughs> no I'm just joking i'm not gonna get into that again uh you, you have to be here for that owen <laughs> yeah yeah this is uh this Rich. Well, that's kind of the other thing that's going to be so cool about these is each one, you know, they're, you know, more or less they're going to be the same pistol, but they are all each going to be unique. Um, they're going to go out just like a painting out of my studio. They're going to come with a certificate signed and numbered. Um, so when I say that these things are intended to be art, they are art. And the question I get a lot, they're like, wait, you're making like, like gun art. And I'm like, well, no. And some of my paintings, I have guns. Yeah, but these are actual guns. And like, like you can use them. And I'm like, yes, these are high-end, very functional, meant-to-be-used firearms. Now, that is cool. That's the coolest part right there. I wish I, wish I, I love it. That. Uh, that, that they're meant no. to be used. Oh, yeah. yeah. That they're just not, sure. they're just not, Um, you know, oh, look at look at this. Yeah, well, and that was the idea, too. Like, if my name, my art studio is going to be on it, it's got to be cool. So, like, like look, that, that package, for example, I can't just go, hey, here's my, you know, high-end 1911. Like, there's a lot of high-end 1911s you can buy from great companies that make great stuff. What's so different about what I'm going to do? And so that's where I have to be the artist and come up with a unique, fun, cool idea. Um and so, like, that was mine. So you can see the whole package, the whole kit that it comes with. And what I really like about this is is since day one, every company who I've called, I just say, hey, listen, I'm a, like some knew who I was from either my studio or the gun industry marketplace, my other company. They either knew who I was or they didn't. But one for one, they've all been interested because, like, they're like, wait, wait, wait. So you're an artist who's making guns. And I'm like, right. And they're like, cool, we're in. <laughs> it's just it's something new for them and i found that they that's, like that newness you know that's a pretty cool picture right there yeah a little little editing it obviously doesn't look 
like that for real. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. So are you numbering the magazines also to match the gun, or what, what are you doing with that? No, it's going to come with four uh, trip research mags, um, but the mags aren't numbered, no. Just the just the frame itself will have the number. Hey, the serial number, the serial number, that's the, that's the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the big elephant in the room. Uh-oh. How much is this going to cost? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be cheap. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. This is uh, this is the first one, so I didn't want to come out uh, and go, oh, here's uh, you know, ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars. I didn't want to go totally crazy on the first one, and so I think um, when this hits the street, uh, so far all we've done is we did the pre-sale, um, and like we're kind of working on delivering those. Again, the first one's out the door, uh, done. So next. Um, we're, we have uh, an exclusive um, distributor for these. So it just makes it easy for us. We'll just deal with that distributor. Everyone can buy it from them. We can sell or export these all over the world. It's all lined up. Um, but I think when it hits the street, it's going to be around three grand. Per yeah, that's piece. not bad. Most people are guessing uh, uh, like 4,500, 4,000. Well, um, and that's, that was kind of a number we were looking at. But my. Being that this is the first one out of the studio, um, I thought it was a good idea to come in maybe above a Kimber, but come in below like these kind of higher end, you know, like a, a Wilson Combat or STI or something like that. So I thought that kind of three to four grand mark would be about right. So that's kind of what I'm expecting is around three. That could change. Manufacturing anything right now is very strange. <laughs> so. Uh, it's added a lot of time the last two years. So, Crumpy, did you order one? How many did you order? Um, I'm probably going to maybe order one. <laughs> I know you didn't even know about it till right now. Yeah, uh, that is, that's beautiful. I, I love the snakeskin. I, I love the yeah. fact that get, there's not going to be two of the same. That's yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, there's some nice touches to it. It feels great, um, but when you pick it up, you can tell it's it's solid, man. It's not uh, it's no joke. It's it's well manufactured by someone who knows what the hell they're doing with companies who make good stuff. Um, but that was the thing. I, I couldn't have anything slack on this on any of the pistols. Or uh, actually, have a rifle in the works too, but um, mm. it's got to be good stuff. My my name is on these things. It can't be crap. You know, yeah, I like the hexagons in the trigger. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that too. I, that, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that trigger is a touch by the manufacturer, by the way. So that was that was uh, I'll credit him. That was his idea. That's his his touch. So I liked it as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just love the fact that you made it like I would say battle worn almost. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the idea. Um, I'll tell you a funny anecdote. So I was talking to the manufacturer, and he was with the guys from H&M, and they ran the, uh, I believe it was just the, the slide on the demo we were making uh, through a tumbler to make it look beat up. But the nitride, it's a good finish. <laughs> you know, it's, like it, it's not, it doesn't, it, it takes a bit to beat it up. And so he met with them. This is in Arizona. They're all out in, out there in the Phoenix area. And they were like, well, how's this? And he, he was like, no, we need this thing, like, beat up. And so he actually threw the slide in the gravel and started, like, stomping on it. And they were like, oh, beat up. <laughs> you know, so it's a, we had to figure out how do we do this, you know? Oh, we'll just run it to a tumbler. Well, it didn't work well enough. We were even thinking, should we engrave some scratches on this? Should we really scratch nah. it? Should we... Uh, you know, so it's funny. What sounds very simple in my head, I'm like, oh, I just want to make this new old battle-worn pistol. I mean, that was a harder thing. Uh, the case you see, like the ammo can is the case. Funny enough, I was like, oh, that's going to be easy. That was a huge pain in the butt to figure out, <laughs> you know, just to get it all to fit into a 30 cal ammo can. Uh, it was way harder than I thought. So the, just the, the the parts that I thought were going to be the easy gimme parts of the project were not. Well, anytime you hmm. do something for the first time, you can you run into some uh, issues sometimes. So what's the internals hmm. on the can look like? 
Um, inside the can is actually a foam insert that's like custom, that's like cut so that you can, um, in fact, I wish I should have probably had a picture on there now that I think about it, but, mm -hmm. but even the can you see, these are, these aren't new ammo cans. These are, it's meant to look like this. You found this thing in the desert somewhere, right? At some place you discovered. Um, but in there is a cut where there's a slot where is your, uh, handgun with the cleaning kit that comes with it. It's a little Otis 45 caliber cleaning kit. Um, and then there's four slots for your mags, right? Um, so it's all it's all in there and is in these slots. So it's a case. Wow, I mean that is that is awesome. Well, I'm glad you like it. All right, now that I have I, a job uh, and I, I got a check coming in, I'm thinking I want one of these. Good. Well, I'll, I'll tell you where to buy them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they'll like that. Well, anyway, that's one of the things. So, I mean, that's what I've been up to since the last time we spoke, John, is that. And then the gun industry marketplace. And that's basically been my life because that was the gun and ammo run. I mean, the it's been uh, it's actually just been kind of like a whirlwind. In fact, I can't believe that was two years ago because it's just been so crazy just in the industry. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a. Uh... That is, I mean, I'm, I'm just blown away. Now you're doing 500 of these. Yeah. Yeah. 500. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we're going to see in the launch, um, I guess it's really going to depend if we do, you know, we'll kind of do what we need as we go. We'll probably do 25 to 50 at a time. They're custom pistols. So I think as we go, um, with the lead times that we have, um, with the, manufacturers i think 90 days uh, maybe as much as 120 is reasonable um, in terms of if somebody puts in an order to where they get it we could maybe even do faster because despite covid and all the the shortages and all that kind of crap we've done pretty well so i right now i don't see any holdups um so we can turn these around i think in a fairly decent amount of time and i do see a question yes uh, gun prime is from uh who was that key ac whatever so yeah gun prime is who we've decided to go with as the exclusive distributor for this one handgun we do know them uh, i've been down to their warehouse to meet them and all that fun stuff yeah that is a. Uh, I mean i mean i'm seriously thinking about jumping on that um, you know I, i'm an art guy rich yeah. knows i'm an art guy he's been to my house which a lot of people don't. Well, all right. So there, there's a couple of things. First off, when Crump tells you something, he's not exaggerating. I'm like, I can't believe you have that just hanging on your wall. Your kids could be throwing a ball and like knock it off the wall or something. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, yeah. I'm not going to get into what I have. Yeah. I, I have, I'm a pretty well-known artist hanging on my wall. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'd have that in a locked room. I mean, like, yeah, you got you got you got to display it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the point of art if you're just going to keep oh, it locked ab up? Absolutely, it, it's like actually, I have mad respect for Mark Levin. He bought I, I forget what it was. It, oh, I remember it was he was going to display it at Hillsdale College. And he's like, ah, I just gave it to him. It was the deed for uh, wh what was George Washington's house. Mount Ver Vernon. Mount Vernon. Yeah, yeah it my, was the my deed dad for Mount Vernon right next to it. <laughs> and uh, he he like he he just wanted to have it, and then he's like, you know what? It, he was going to have it displayed for you know, I don't know, like a year at Hillsdale College. He's like, I just gave it to him because that's the right place for it. You know, I'm like wow, that's cool. You know, that's you know being um, able to do something like that. I had my rehearsal dinner for my wedding at Mount Vernon. Oh, cool. So they had a, you know, it was actually at Mount Vernon itself. So they actually, like, George Washington's house, though. So they actually had the servers dressed up in period pieces and stuff. That's neat. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, oh, and you, you said you're going to be doing a rifle. Can you talk about what rifle or? What, what, um, why, why not you much. That? I want to put this up here. Well, so the rifle. Why am I doing a rifle? Um, the idea is awesome. It's a cool idea. 
I can. The all I'll say about it is that the base is going to be an AR10. Okay. Uh, but when people see it, they it's not. They're going to go like, "What the hell is that thing?" That's about all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> it's going to be cool. Yeah, I see Subbar so, Prince out there. Cool guy. Yep. Yeah, I was just messaging with him earlier. Actually, that's I, you know I got an alarm that goes off at 4:30 because typically 4:30 I plant my butt here and I was here in preparation to be on the show. And I uh, had a whole bunch of messages come through <laughs> just before the show. I look up, I'm like, whoops. Yeah, with so, that ATF letter, I got like hit up. Oh, my God. You should see my freaking messages. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, my stuff isn't like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like crazy, you know. Like, yeah, I don't have the mad crump stuff going on, but no, I don't have any mad crump stuff going on. It's just fun. It's all mad crump stuff with you. What are you talking yeah, well, about? Whatever, whatever, man. Get... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because you know, I when I first had this idea originally, I called just a couple of people who I knew, you know, friendly connections with out in the industry, and I said, "Hey, what do you think of this idea?" And a lot, and I heard a lot that a lot of these guys did maybe what even you might have, which is where they have these high end collectible firearms and they hang them on their walls like art. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know the cost of some of these things. And so do you guys are not cheap. So that's why I thought, all right, well, that's a good survey. Let's, let's check it out. You know? So now what mediums have you worked with before? Um, and now in the painting side, these days, I typically, I kind of do mixed media. So I do a lot of uh, acrylic, uh, watercolors. Sometimes I use gouache, which is kind of like a grainy, uh, sandy sort of watercolory type of paint, if people don't know what that is. Um, I'll use, I don't really, I'm not a big oil painter these days, uh, but I do use like oil paint material. Um, so it's kind of mixed. I kind of have... I kind of do, it's just mixed media is what I call it these days, but it's still paint, you know, oils, mm-hmm. watercolors, acrylics, it's kind of mixed. But it, now do you sculpt, you know, welding and doing metal type sculpture or no? No, no, I don't. These days, um, digital, I kind of leave that to the digital pros. I just like uh, really like canvas and paint and brushes. Uh, sculptures, hmm. I leave that to them. Um, so two dimensional canvas is my sort of turf and, uh, I'm on a computer enough during the what I in my real jobs with the marketing and advertising world that uh, I don't want more screens. So these days I don't even like to do the digital work. It, I just kind of that's that to that's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, you know, my hobbies typically are, are more physical world stuff because a lot of the tech stuff I do, people just don't understand. You know, my day work. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice to be able to do things in the physical world that people understand. My now that they can see. And it... My hobbies are pissing off the ATF. <laughs> <laughs> That's, but that counts. That's in the real world. Yeah. yeah. People can <laughs> see and understand that. But your day yeah. job, most people won't understand. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I mean, it's funny. In the firearms industry, even... Um, I once it was sort of I don't know it was intended that I got into the industry, but it was also sort of happenstance because uh, it's just like I tell even clients of ours like I started sort of a little hobby side business, um, and I have a background with digital stuff, digital marketing. Um, You know, obviously my art skills came into that. You know, as an artist, you are a promoter, you are a marketer, Um, and that one thing sort of led to another into where you know now it's a business and it's very time consuming um you know so but that i guess you could sort of look at it something similar where it's can be very challenging to do internet marketing or internet advertising in the first place but on top of it it's the firearms industry which is getting increasingly censored and suppressed um you know, with what, you know, social, look at the big tech shutdowns, uh, suppression of last January of 2021. Um, sure. Firearms is getting shut down left and right. You know, some people are still using Instagram, for example. But right now, I know they're getting more and more shadow banned as we speak. Like we, I actually just had ours all deleted. We deleted Facebook, Twitter and Instagram out of pride. I would have done it anyway. 
um, just because I don't want to support these platforms anymore. Um, but we were doomed. My company's called the Gun Industry Marketplace. We have gun in the title. So when at one point I feel like we used to get some action, it was dead, totally shadow banned. So nobody mm-hmm. can tell me that it wasn't happening because it happened to us. So we've moved on since then. We're sort of exploring other platforms and the social media front to see what produces for the firearms industry, you know? Yeah. Uh, check this out. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna show something right here. This painting right here is the one I saw, and I was like, this dude is, uh, like, he has to be a gun guy. Hmm. Uh, because it's, look at look look at the trigger discipline, right? Most people who paint would paint the trigger, you know, finger on the trigger. Hmm. The, the detail on the gun, like if if you know, it's like it's like the serrations are right, you know, the Picatinny rail front, the sights, the hammer, like everything is accurate. So this is the picture, yeah, well, and I was like, damn, this guy. You mean it's not a Glock with a hammer? Exactly. I hate yeah, that in well, movies. This... Every time they pull out a Glock, you a hammer going back. <laughs> right. Well, or the, or the, su- the sound when a suppressor fires in every movie. Yep. The same sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. my favorite, and I, you know, I think for uh, a movie or a TV show, sorry, it's a TV series, uh, Burn Notice, they, they got a lot of stuff right. For the most part but when you know you have the gun to the guy's head it's like no i mean business and then you rack the slide and point i'm like oh jeez, like, <laughs> why right yeah well there was a painting it's funny i you know again i work in the firearms industry and then i have my art studio there was another painting i did that features uh, a walther and it's got the it's a ppk right so it's got the old decocker right and I was into the painting pretty deep, like getting close to done. And the decocker was on, which functions as a safety for the for the Walther. Uh, and I was sitting there looking at this painting that was almost done. And I was like, oh, man, I got to repaint it because somebody somebody's going to see that decocker. So here it is. This guy's ready for action. There it is. And that and see, I fixed it, obviously. But the decocker originally was down and somebody would have seen that. Some gun guy would have been like, oh, man, the safety's on, you know? So I had to repaint that section as a little, you know, to make sure it was accurate. Yeah, so that's how we can, that's how I could tell that <laughs> a gun guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, we've had two artists on that were gun guys. Uh, Czar was the other guy. He makes, like, he's, like, more of a sculptor. Makes mm. also high end watches. He does a lot of stuff in like for like the royal family in Dubai and stuff like that. You could buy one of his chairs for a quarter million dollars, but mm. a little bit out of my price range. Well, it's funny. I found, um, you know, I talk to businesses in the firearms industry every day for years and years and years. So local companies, national companies, international companies. So I have the benefit. I have killer. I get killer recon, first of all, of what's actually happening in the industry because everyone tells me I'm talking to them in real time every day uh, all over the supply chain of the industry. So that's kind of cool. But I found talking to these companies um, where I had somebody once say, hey, you're sort of like a unicorn. You're a a conservative uh, gun owning artist. And I was like, I guess so. I mean, I guess that's what took about this is uh, people got interested. Like, oh, cool. Like, you get attention for it or whatever. However, as I've been working the firearms industry, I have found a lot more uh, artistic people who uh, are – I know a musician, actually. I know a screenwriter, for example. I know another digital artist who does digital art, all, like, like waist deep in the firearms industry. But then they have, like I do, they have their own little other life in the arts. Um, so it's not just me. It's Maybe it's more rare still, but I have found a few others out there uh, that's kind of cool. There's a writer who I know, and uh, we both have art degrees, and we're both in the firearms industry. So we always joke about our how useful our art degrees are. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite piece of work that you've done, even though it doesn't have a firearm in there. It's kind of yeah. Iron Maiden-esque. Yes. 
Well, so that look, what's going to happen is, um, and so, like I have one, in fact, it's it's right back there. You can kind of see it behind me that I'm working on right now. So where my paintings are going is, you know, to make a very long story short, I've been writing kind of about this universe since I was like age 11, right? Uh, my logo, as you see, is an alien. His name is Greek. Uh, anybody who's known me longer than years knows Greek. I have Greek actually tattooed on my arm yeah we t- we've right. talked about that um that's right so but that whole universe that greek is from uh i still write about to this day although now my intention with the paintings is that in my paintings you're going to see some of that universe come out more and more so the subject matter of firearms mixed with the universe that i made this character in um it's all going to be kind of like it's it's that's going to be sort of the subject matter that I'm really going to be kind of yeah. focusing on. So, and there's Greek um, right there. Yeah. So he's been with me for a long time, that guy. So, but anyway, so like the, you know, this painting here actually has uh, right behind me. So it's of the universe that Greek is in, but in there is that's an Armalite <laughs> in that one, in that <laughs> painting that the guy's holding. So, you know, it's very, it's also very accurate. <laughs> Yeah, you have one painting. This is the last one I'm going to show, but then we'll get into your other stuff. Because I just don't want to, you know, geek out on art the whole entire time. That's okay. I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Rich didn't know of into art until he came to my house. And I showed him my collection. Mm. This one disturbs me. I don't know why. <laughs> Well, that what I uh, how I made my money out of my studio for many years was portraiture, and so that one I was actually hired to do uh, for a family. It's their kid, actually. And funny enough, that one actually got me a ton of attention. And often, it's when people look at all my work, that's one of their favorite ones. Yeah, it's kind of like a Keen esque. What's say. Keen? Yeah, Margaret mm-hmm. Keen. Okay. Don't know. <laughs> Right. I'll trust your reference, though. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's, that's really cool. I like the the red and blue and stuff. But you know, well, I was in these in my paintings, you know, and I'm sure other artists have this too. You'll always have like a kind of a favorite part, um, and it could be some insignificant thing to somebody else, you know. So like. Um, you know, like in that sort of the, in that painting, it was the, there's the hair. I really like parts of the hair. That was like my favorite part. Or um, on the one that you you put up first, which is the suit. That one's called hashtag, right? With the mm-hmm. with the HK that he's holding. And um, you know, on that one, there's some. My favorite part is the background. Like out of the whole painting, there's just certain. You know, I guess I'm sure other fine artists have the same thing. There'll be this little tiny thing. And maybe it's not even the main part, but they're like, yep, that's my favorite little detail, you know? Anyway, I mean, I don't know why it reminds me of Keen so much. I think it's the eyes. Keen, mm-hmm. she does stuff with eyes a lot, uh, and I think it might be the eyes. I'll, like, I'll bring up uh, one of our works here. I know this is probably boring for everyone else. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. So yeah, it's just uh, they're, they're a little bit they're a little yeah, bit more round than yours, sure. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and so I, I kind of asked about you know the medium that you work in. So right. you you didn't do any kind of sculpting beforehand and just jump to oh, sure. No, no. So look, I've done like my whole life. I've always been in the arts. So, like I played piano for eight years. I played saxophone for four years. I was kind of an amateur singer i was in film and tv and radio a lot in my 20s um you know i've always been painting kind of like you know i i used to win young authors awards when i was a kid so i've been all over kind of like various areas of the arts and finally i like literally at one point i was like dude pick something like what are you gonna roll with and so i finally sort of like retired from acting for example and just was like look i'm just gonna roll with the fine art because uh, it's where I was in life. I liked it the most. Uh, I was the most well-known for it, which I was most recognized for. Um, but at the, really, at the bottom, it's what I wanted to do the most. 
all the other stuff, I was like, eh. I liked it. It was nice experience to have. Um, but it's cool because I feel like all that stuff really gave me uh, an influence to what I do on Canvas, you know? Yeah. And so, so are you mechanically inclined? I, I'm just, just still trying to fish inclined. for the connection. Like that, an engineer? Not so much. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. Work on your own car. I don't just. I mean, I was, you know, my dad was a mechanic and a service manager. I grew up in, in the garage with him. So, I mean, oh, okay. I would say, I'm, I would say I'm fairly handy. Let's put it that way. I'm fairly handy. Our Marley. You know? Yeah. Now that one is old. Um, probably 20 years old. The reason I put that, cause I don't have every single piece of art I've ever done on my website. I have kind of featured ones. The reason I put that one in there is because it sort of led, it was one of the key pieces that I did. It was an experiment and it led to the style that I have today. So that's why I put that one on the website. That's nice. Yeah. It, that, that one, if you know, I, I, what I noticed is, you're working in black and white there where most of you others uh, are kind of colorful. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, if you see some of the themes in my paintings, I use high contrast, lots of lights, lots of darks. Uh, so yeah. that obviously shows you here a lot. I mean, can't get much more light and dark than black and white. Um, I have done some more monochrome paintings and monochrome work. It's just not all on the website. I tend to like it, actually. And, and I, in fact, I'd like to do more. But you're right. I, you, you see a lot of bright colors, lots of lights, lots of darks, high contrast. Um, it's kind of been the style that I've sort of settled in. But I would like to do some more, uh, like a monochrome painting that was like a single color with, with uh, you know, or black and white. I would like to do some more stuff like that, though. You'll see. You'll see me come out with it. Yeah, that's a, that's that's really cool. Let's talk about your other business. Sorry, it's been like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like <okay. laughs> almost the whole show talking about it. Uh, talk about your other your other company here that's actually firearms related. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we did because we talked about the uh, the uh, um the, the custom guns you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, well, it definitely had an influence on it. It's just as I meet these companies and meet the industry, um, that's what led to the whole idea in the first place. You know, so if I if I didn't work in the firearms industry, I would still be interested in firearms, but I don't know that I would have uh, had the idea to like make them because I knew after you know so many companies and you're like, well, I know this company can do that. And I know this company can do that for us. And I know this company. So you could almost become like an orchestra and start to put together a project. And that's what gave me the first idea. Oh, and nice. then I had the idea of what to make. Nice. That is very, very cool. That is very, yeah. very cool. Oh, getting, getting back. I, I wanted to ask you a question about the gun. So you, so you got the gun, uh, you're doing an AR 10, are you going to do anything in five, seven? I'm doing that, That's a joke for rich. Not. Yeah. <laughs> rich, rich, everything, everything <laughs> to become a five, seven. No, but um, no, seriously. Uh, so are you planning on doing like more after the AR 10? Are you like going more rifles, more pistols, a mixture of both? Are you just going to do one of rifle pistol? Are you going to do a shotgun? Yeah. Well, I, so far what I'm doing, um, is I'm trying to, well, I, I, first I'm trying to get this first one out the door because it's, you know, the last two years it was really tough with COVID and all the manufacturing and these shortages, whatever you want to say about those, blah, blah, blah. So what we thought, we're like, oh, we're going to have this thing spun out in like six months. Two years later, we sent the first one actually officially out the door. So the next one I'm doing is going to be, Again, I'm I'm not going to say too much on it, but it's going to be a nine millimeter. Um, so I will say that, and it is also going to be awesome, and it is also going to be very unique. So you're going to get that one, and it's going to have a very different feel. What do I tell you about this? Basically, you're going to get this one, and it's going to be a very cool kit. <laughs> I know it's very... not much. I'm not giving you much. It's going to be a very uh, cool kit. If if he yeah. says. I hope it, it, it in the next two weeks. <laughs> no, no, I'll tell you, it, it is a handgun. It is a nine millimeter. I'll tell you that. Um, but it's going to be 
it's going to be pretty badass. Is it going to be like a, a 320 modular frame? No. No. Not even close. No, it's going to be uh, – it's pretty heavy. <laughs> I've held it in my hands. It's heavy. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, again, but it's a very high-quality, very much meant to be used, uh, solid handgun. So that's that's the next one I think that's going to be done, um, which I, possibly it could be done over the next six months. Um, yeah, now the rifle, there's a bit more work in there because that one, there's parts on there, two parts in particular that I've looked and they don't exist, so we have to make them which is another challenge. So we know people that make things. Yeah. Uh, we yes. actually know, we know, I know we have, we have, uh, yeah. we have a uh, like pretty good contacts within companies that can like actually produce your stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I've talked to some, we have some, I think we have who we want nailed down to do the parts. Um, but that was the first thing is, I mean, the, the quickest route to get these to the market is to find something similar, you know, and bring it to market and it didn't exist. So that was a learning curve on this third one. But most of my time has been on this first one because it was the closest one to being done. And, you know, I was trying to get it out even while uh, the gun and ammo run was going. But then again, if it's not done, it's not done. What are you going to do? Full auto deal. One of our one of our <laughs> friends, Wilkes, uh, he lives near me. Um, him and Jay the shooter. They, they their thing is they're SOT, so they take uh, things that are not meant to be full auto and make them full auto. And they have a full mm-hmm. auto Desert Eagle. Oh, cool. We are going to come out with some full auto stuff. I'll I'll leak that too. Huh? Oh wow, that's going to be awesome. Why not? I mean, why not? <laughs> right and and there may be another full auto interesting project there uh rich yeah rich can't <laughs> keep his mouth shut man no i'd like <laughs> to like tease out there that's all i'm gonna say i'm just gonna sigh and be like rich mm-hmm. rich 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 yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to you for like a while, and it was really funny that you reached out to me. Yeah, well, you know, you know why I actually was uh, talking to someone at the GOA. Uh, uh, who? And that's uh, she's a uh, what's her post title? Kaylee. Uh, no, yes, I know Kaylee. Her and I have been talking on and off the last year. Uh, Felicia. No, Felicia, uh, uh, yeah, uh, 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 Texas State Director. There you go. There you go. So her and I chatted yesterday for quite a while, and then I hung up. And I asked her, that's where I thought of you, too. I'm like, what are John's up to? So I just emailed you real quick just to say hi. Um, yeah. You know, because it occurred to me even then, I was like, you know, I'm in I, one of the guys here I saw asked where I was. I'm in Tennessee uh, to answer that question. Um, but it occurred to me I need to plug in to the Tennessee GOA and there's another group here that I'm, you know, but with my company, we deal a lot on the national basis. And what can I say? We're busy. So uh, we do what we can with who we've got at the moment, you know? Yeah, that's a, that, that that's really cool. It, it's a small world. Yeah, it really is. This industry um, is kind of a commentary. You know, if you see the news, it gets vilified as like hillbillies or I don't know, war profiteers or and there might be those in there in the industry here and there. But in my experience, the last eight years in the firearms industry, um, you know, it's my favorite industry I've ever worked in because the people are cool for the most part. You know, there's your few gems of people you won't work with again, <laughs> you know, but for the most part, everybody's cool. Um, it's a very family oriented industry. Um, very obviously very constitutional. Uh, it's just a great all around industry to, to work in, you know? Um, and that's without any fluff. That's like the real, are are you saying there's crooks in the art business? Is that what you're telling us? (laughs) Well, let's just say, I don't know. Let's just say that, uh, let me see. How do I say this? So you don't have to say Art has been very infiltrated 
over the last 75 years. How's yeah. that? It's been infiltrated, and it's, um, it's too bad. It's too bad. That's what I've got to say. I think it's just been destroyed a lot. Yeah, look at Marco, Mexican hillbilly here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, with the guy. Oh, well, I, actually, sorry, man. I I totally I totally went off why you brought that up because you said it's a big small world. I was just kind of comment on that. I I have found that it's just the firearm industry is quite huge, and you know uh, what is it like a fifty billion dollar per year industry or something like that. But then again, it's so close knit. Um, everybody seems to know each other. The degree of separation is one. You know you're like one person away from anyone else in the industry. It seems like, so uh, it's cool. Now in that it's kind of hard, I think for people to sort of break into the industry, um, especially being coming from the marketing and advertising side. I see it with companies. They come in and like, Oh, I'm going to work in the firearms industry, make all this money. And then they quit after three months. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's a, it's a close group, man. This group really knows itself. It knows, it knows, the company is in it. Uh, there's a ton of referrals going on. So it sounds kind of trite a little bit. You know, it's like, oh, it's who you know. Well, it kind of is, yeah, but it's not that. That's kind of almost like uh, like the pompous acting business or something where it's like, oh, it's who you know. That's not quite this, but it is. I, I would say maybe it takes a little bit to get known and get a reputation and earn a little bit of trust. You know what I mean? Like this industry sees profiteers. It sees like the, the the gun and ammo run the last couple of years is a, is a fantastic example. Do you know how many companies I talked to that were like, all of a sudden they're in the gun business. Well, what did you do before? Oh, I'm a, you know, I worked in the construction business, importing and exporting wood materials. And I'm like, now you're importing explosive materials. You know, um, a lot of people wanted to make a quick buck. There was a lot of sharks and now they're all disappearing. Now that well, it, is done, but. and I, I think where I have a beef with that is like the people I'm friends with in the community. They they're constitutionalists. They bleed red, white, and blue. They're not in it for the quick profit. They're they're in it because they believe in it. Right. You mean they're right. not they're not well, uh, yeah. tr- they're not uh, cheaper than dirt. <laughs> or or there's another number of other companies that you know they make money on us and give money to gun control groups and like yeah really I've seen some weird stuff yeah it's yeah there's some weird stuff out there like that yeah. you know i mean with my company i mean you know again i went to art school this was not where i thought i would end up <laughs> like this is not I, mean, I was in a 20 year code going like man i can't wait to work in the gun business it's just the route that i went led me here now that i'm here i i love it i actually like what i do a lot we help you know i get to kind of live my art life and i get to live my kind of firearms industry life and help a lot of companies along the way and we you know so i really like it but uh yeah. you know my my stance is is definitely on the constitutional side like i like to make money like everybody else but you know, like, for example, with all this stuff going on in Ukraine and Russia right now, like, I'm I'm not chomping at the bit to to egg on a war so that I can make a couple of bucks. That's not who I am. But uh, on a constitutional side, on a concealed carry side, hell yeah. You know what I mean? So not to go too far down that road, but that's kind of more me. Yeah, I mean, that's un- understandable. All right, we've been on for an hour, and we only had you for an hour, so thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to kick it over to Rich. Rich, uh, tell us. Uh, so you can find me flyingrich.com, youtube.com slash flyingrich, Instagram flyingrich underscore official, and locals, so flyingrich.locals.com. All right, and Owen. Hey, so, yeah, I mean, owenyork.com is my art studio. GunIndustryMarketplace.com is the uh, first online firearms industry trade show. That's our marketing and advertising company. So come say hi. All right. That anyway, good to hear from you, John. Uh, long time. Rich, good to meet you. Yeah, nice meeting you. Yeah. yeah so, John, we'll have to stand better touch that we have the last two. It's yeah. not just us for the record. Everybody, 
I, I, I feel like this year, just so you know, I've been talking to companies who we used to talk all the time. And it's just this year that I feel like, hey, how's it going? It's been over a year since we spoke, or a year and a half. It, everybody was just busy. It was the gun, this gun and ammo run. Everybody, we, you know, we just the, again, it's just been a blur. So, uh, you know, we'll probably do a better job at keeping in touch than we have too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have some uh, business opportunity for you. Um, we'll talk about that later. No. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But all I right. have a phone. You've got the number. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. I think we're going to take Monday off. Okay. My wife's coming back. Is getting back. Oh, from right, right. Good for you, man. So you know, Monday might be you know just, good plan. Uh, I'm thinking about cooking her dinner. That'd be nice. That's usually nice well, unless I have Night Strike and uh, Joe on, and we just do a show without you. You can do that. It's totally All up right. to you. All right, man. All right, guys. See you guys later. Okay. Bye. See you guys.